Well, good morning and welcome to Online Church. May I be the first to say to you today, happy 4th of July. Here at Crossroads Live today, we are doing an outdoor service that's gonna be a little bit crazy. And so today's version of the online service looks a little bit differently. We'll be diving right into the content of the sermon and we have an exclusive interview with Lamoris Crawford and Andy Dalton that I know you are going to enjoy. I encourage you and I invite you in this moment to lean in, engage the presence of Jesus, and prepare your hearts to listen to what he has to say to you today. I'm so glad you've joined us, and I hope you enjoy this time together. Well, good morning and welcome to Crossroads. I just want to say today that I'm glad that you have joined us. Here at Crossroads, we have three core values that drive everything we do. Number one, we connect people with God. That is our mission. That is the why behind everything that we do. And I just hope today that you will lean in to what Jesus is speaking in your life. And I hope that you will just kind of allow yourself to wonder and recognize in your life, have you said yes to Jesus? Have you connected with him? Because the most important thing that you can do in this lifetime is to say yes to Jesus because he loves you with an extravagant love. And there's something beautiful about knowing that it doesn't matter what your past looks like. It doesn't matter what brought you to this very moment. It doesn't matter what you're carrying, how guilt-ridden you are, how much shame you're carrying around, how terrible you feel. The reality is that God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. And I invite you today to lean in and to say yes to Jesus because he offers you forgiveness he offers you freedom, and he offers you a future. And we want to connect you with God this morning. Uh, another thing that we do here, one of our core principles, is we celebrate the change because we believe that God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to become more like him. And there is a celebration that happens when people say yes to Jesus, but it's a continual celebration as God continues to mold us and to shape us into his image. We become more like Jesus the longer that we journey through this life uh, and draw close to him. And so we celebrate when that change happens in our lives. And that's a lot about what we're talking about when we walk through these fruits of the Spirit. Uh, and at the end of the day, I believe God calls us to use the gifts and abilities that he's given each and every one of us to contribute to the community because God has given us gifts and abilities that he prepared good works for us to do with those gifts and abilities far in advance before the beginning of time he had a purpose and a plan for you. And so another core value that we have is we contribute to the community. We want everybody engaging with the gifts and abilities that God has given them so that we can all live into the purpose and plan that he has for us and do our part to connect people with him. And that's exciting because then together we get to celebrate the change that happens in people's lives when they encounter him and experience freedom. And again, I hope that you are willing to just lean in today experience the presence of Jesus in your life and say yes to him in what it is that he's calling you to and the next step that he's calling you to take. We are in week four of our summer series called Fruits, and we are walking through the different fruits of the Spirit that we see in Galatians chapter five. Paul simply writes, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. That's a powerful statement 
of, of attributes of the Christian life because what we realize is that these are qualities that God produces in our lives when we are walking with Him. They don't happen any other way. In their truest and purest form, these are attributes of the Holy Spirit that only happen when someone is walking with Jesus and drawing close to Him. And we've talked over the last three weeks about love, about joy, and about peace, and we've realized that love really is the root of the fruit. Every fruit that, that flows out of us that is an attribute and characteristic of Jesus is rooted in love because He loves us, and there's nothing that we can do about it. It's a pure, extravagant love like no other. And so we realize that that love, it flows through everything. And we've got to love God and love others the way that He loves us. That's what we're called to do. There's the reality that joy is love rejoicing because of all that God has done. Because of Jesus, I have a, a hope. I have a future. I know who I am. I know where I've come from. And that changes everything. That gives my life purpose. That gives my life meaning. That makes my life significant because I have been made by God and I have been made for God. And He has a hope and a future prepared for me. We realized last week that, that peace is simply love trusting trusting in God's promises for our lives. And if we're willing to throw all of our worries and cares at the feet of Jesus and put our trust in Him, we can experience peace that truly passes all understanding and, and, and walk knowing that He is in control. I can put my trust in His promises for my life. Well, today we're talking about patience. And I got to be honest with you, if I'm just being real, Patience is quite literally the worst, all right? Nobody likes to talk about patience, and that's why I'm going to talk for 90 minutes today. It's about patience. I'm just kidding. I'm not talking for 90 minutes. That's a terrible illustration, and no one would watch for 90 minutes because that would test our patience way too much. That's outrageous. The reality is, though, that we get tested we get tried. And whenever you pray for patience, what that usually means is that God is going to bring a difficult situation into your life, a time of adversity, a, a relationship that stretches you and tests your anger, moments that in our response test our actions and our attitudes. Patience is something that only grows through times of adversity. That's why it's the worst. Nobody likes to learn about patience because it means we're going to have to endure something difficult. But I want to encourage you today and challenge you that God uses patience in our lives to help us grow. He uses patience to help us become more like Him. And what's crazy about patience is that while love and joy and peace, those first three fruits, mostly relate directly to our relationship with God, what we realize is the next three fruits that we're going to be breaking down over the next few weeks, starting with patience, patience, kindness, and goodness, these are really outward fruits because they are, they are fruits that relate to our relationship with others. And so there's the realization that when I draw close to Jesus, it changes me. It changes how I interact with God himself. And then that also overflows in my life. It impacts how I interact with the people around me. But the reality is, people are going to try your patience, all right? And so what is patient? Let's define it. Patience is love persevering. I want you to think about that. When we realize that love is the thread that goes through each of these fruits, joy is love rejoicing, peace is love trusting, patience is love persevering. It's love that keeps pressing on in the face of adversity, in the face of people who test and try us in face of situations that are tending to overwhelm us and really frustrate us. Patience, I think at its core, is love persevering. It's pressing on. It's realizing this is making me stronger. This is not fun. I don't enjoy this. 
and yet God is in this situation, and it's, it's a combination of rejoicing and trusting in the middle of difficult situations, and then recognizing that I can persevere, I can make it through this. Now, here's the reality. Patience is terrible, and I already said it's the worst. Here's why, because it's going to drive you crazy, all right? Uh, recognizing that I was going to be preaching about patience this week, I just kind of knew things would be happening all around me that would drive me crazy. And sure enough, it happened yesterday on my way home. When I'm driving, I need you to know this, I like to get from point A to point B. That's just how I'm wired. Between uh, the church and, and my house, there are 20 stoplights. I have counted them because I am miserable every time I hit a, a yellow or red. I just want you to know that. If I'm sitting there for a minute, I'm going, oh, you got to be kidding me. I just, I just want to get home. That's how I drive. And so when people don't drive the way I do, it frustrates me, all right? So I'm pulling up to a light that's green, right? I need to turn left. And what's happening? It's got one of those yellow blinking left turn arrows. You know what I'm talking about? Because apparently half of America does not, all right? I just want you to know that. When that yellow light is blinking, this is just a public service announcement. You can turn left. I just want you to know that. You need to use caution. That's what yellow means. Yield. If there's someone coming, don't turn out in front of them. That's a poor decision. But the reality is if there's nobody coming, you got that blinking yellow left turn light, you can turn left. Please turn left. If there's someone behind you and it's blinking and there's no one coming because you're going to drive the person behind you crazy. The light was green. The yellow light was blinking and Someone in a Toyota Prius, I'm not judging, someone in a Toyota Prius was just sitting there until the whole light turned yellow. And then as it was turning red, they just kind of lurched out in the intersection, turned left, leaving me to wait for an entire another cycle of light. It was very frustrating and then made it even more frustrating when a ginormous crane started going down the road, going about 15 miles an hour. And I had this realization that not only did I get stuck behind this light because this guy didn't turn left, now I'm going to be stuck behind a crane that's going 15 miles an hour. And I'm going, oh my goodness, this is all because I'm preaching about patience, all right? God is going to test you. He's going to stretch you. And that's the point. When we are being tried, when we are being tested, these are opportunities for us to grow. I get frustrated when people don't act the way that I would act in a situation or think the way that I would think or do what I would do. And then there's the reality, oh my goodness, when I'm called to be patient with others, that's actually a reflection of who God is. That means that is, is, oh, as disgusted and, and as angry as I get with other people, that means God has probably had the same feelings about me because he's had to be patient with me I've done things that are way outside of God's will for my life. He's been patient with me. I've done things that were outside the way God would do them in my life. He's been patient with me. And so just the way that God calls us to be patient with others, I hope you recognize this today. He has been that patient and even more so with you. He's been that patient with me. And so when we realize that patience is a fruit of the Spirit, it's a characteristic that overflows out of my life and out of my heart because of the Holy Spirit working in me, there's the revelation then that, that God himself is a patient God. When he calls us to be patient with others, it's because he's been patient with us. And I, for one, am thankful for the fact that God is patient with me. Keeping that in mind, I'd like to think about and, and talk about what it says in Colossians chapter 3. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, that means set apart. That's the holy people or people who are becoming like Jesus. They are set apart. They are surrendered to who God is and who he's calling, him to, calling us to be. Since God chose you to be these holy people, separated, set apart for him, 
You must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Why? Because these are all reflective of who God is. If we're going to become like Jesus, that's what we have to make sure our lives look like. Those are the characteristics that need to be overflowing out of our lives. And that's not easy. Patience will test you and try you every single time. And I think the first thing we have to realize is we must be patient in our adversity. When we're facing difficult situations, difficult moments that tempt us and tend to overwhelm us, the realization is that if I'm walking through a valley, if I'm walking through a difficult situation that is testing my patience, then I have to recognize this is an opportunity for me to grow. God is in this situation, and I've got to lean into his presence, who he is, and who he is calling me to be. Because I would contend with you today, God, God cares about what you are waiting for. He cares about those adverse moments in your life, those times that test you and try you. He does. He cares about those moments in your life. But I would contend with you today, he cares much more about who you are becoming while you wait, while you endure those adverse times in your life. He cares about your character. He cares about your heart. I'd like you to think about that today, about the moments that you face that test you, that try you, that stretch you, those moments where God is asking you to be patient and challenging you to grow in grace and become more like him. A few weeks ago, we were able to sit down, uh, my friend Lamoris Crawford and I, who uh, has been the chaplain for the Cincinnati Bengals for years and developed a great friendship and relationship with Andy Dalton, uh, who is now the quarterback for my favorite team in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Lamoris had a chance to sit down and interview Andy and talk about what it's like to be a, a Christian and a leader in the NFL, uh, what it's like to walk through adversity and how God uses those moments to stretch you and grow you. Uh, it was a very insightful interview, and I think it, it, it speaks well into this topic of patience today. I invite you to lean in to listen to this interview and, and just watch how God uses the adverse situations that we face in life to help us stretch, help us grow, and help us become more like him. Check out this interview with Lamoris Crawford and Andy Dalton. I want to ask you this question specifically. Uh, starting NFL quarterback, you've done it at the highest level but you're also not ashamed of the gospel. Right. Like, how do you balance being a pro athlete in a locker room where, as we know, there's not a lot of Christians? Mm -hmm. Like, what's your balance in that? How, what's in your mindset? What's your heart when you walk in a space knowing that it's very few of you in, in handling that? Right, I, I think the, the first thing with that is how you live your life and how you act every single day mm. they should that locker room should feel something's different about mm. him mm. why is he happy why is he you know joyful why can when football may not be going yes. well like what why is he still the same person mm. and when things are going great why like yeah you know, why are they? Why are you the way you are? And so I think that's one thing. The other thing is building relationships with guys. Yes, it's it's hard to have the conversations mm -hmm. about the gospel or about Jesus about if you don't really know somebody. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I I think that's all part of it, is building the relationships 
and getting to know people and get to know why people yeah. are the way they are. Because that's football. The, yes. It's yes. a team. You're yes. on a roster with 53, 63 with a practice squad, a yeah. bunch of guys from all over the place, all different backgrounds, all yes. different upbringings. Some came from money, some came from nothing. Some had family, some, some had no yeah. family. Some had uh, mom and dad, some had neither. Like, yeah. So it's like, why, why are people the way that they are? And just loving them along the way. Yeah. And when you can plant little seeds, mm-hmm. take advantage of those opportunities and because you, you never know when it's going to yes, blossom. Uh, going to blossom. Yeah. That's so key. And I'm convinced that the gospel now today, and I know there's a lot of men watching this and people, but the gospel today is one through relationship. Mm-hmm. Like people want to see your life before they hear your words. Right. Right. And so, and I've seen this with you. I mean, we've known each other eight years now, yeah. right? And so I've seen you be who you needed to be, even at adverse moments, right? right? Especially your last season in Cincinnati. <laughs> that, that, yeah, uh, you talk about a trial, and that's my next question. Like, how do you handle adversity? Like when adversity comes, what are some, some things that goes through your mind, your heart, to say, this is who Andy is in adversity, whether I'm in a valley or a mountaintop, how do you handle adversity? I, I think the you can't let the surroundings affect who you are. That's good. You have to know who you are and know who you're created to be. And now there's going to be ups and downs, especially in this profession. Mm. You're working to win the Super Bowl every single year, all year long. <laughs> right, right. And there's one team that gets it done. And if you don't win the Super Bowl, then it's like you, wow. you didn't get wow. what you wanted. Yeah. And so I think like you can't let the outside noise and you can't let what other people are saying, you can't let all this the stuff that doesn't really factor into why you're doing what you're doing yeah. get in the way. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I think that's so big. Yeah. And... If we're gonna get into the whole Cincinnati, yeah, you know, absolutely, sure. Say, I, I think we can get into yeah. that story because no. I, I feel like that's that was such a powerful moment for me. Absolutely. Um, for those that don't know, I, my last year in Cincinnati was 2019, and um, we went 0 and 8 start the season. I ended up getting benched on my birthday. Long story, but when it all happened, I I was really bitter and I was acting different. And I just remember you asking me, like, <laughs> man, how are you doing? I was like, doing all right. He's like, no, like, are you, how are you being in meetings? I was like, I'm just not really talking much. I'm just kind of there. You're like, is that, was that normal? It's like, no, normally I'm engaged. I'm, not that I wasn't engaged, but yeah. normally it's like open communication. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm, all that kind of stuff. Just talking through game plan, all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, I just I don't really talk unless I'm spoken to. And you said, why are you different? If you were that way before, why are you being different now? I was like, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> then the question you asked me is, are you bitter? Mm. And I was 100% bitter. Mm. And then the thing you challenged me, why are you choosing to be something that you're not? Because mm. I'm not a bitter person. No, I'm never not at all. bitter. At all, never. And so... Like, that was like a punch in the gut. Like, all right, 
get your act together. Yeah. Just because this other stuff's going on doesn't mean you need to change who you are because I think at the end of the day, one, it was freeing for me. Mm. And two, the example that I was able to set that other guys were Absolutely. able to see how I was handling the situation. Yes. And after the fact, you know, I've heard a bunch of guys come up to me Absolutely. and say, you handled that way better than I would have handled yep. it and all that kind of stuff. Now, it wasn't easy. <laughs> right. But we're not going to end on me getting benched. I came back three games later. <laughs> Next game, threw a touchdown, <laughs> broke the Bengals yes. uh, record for uh, most passes. touchdown yeah. passes in a career, all that kind of stuff. So there was some, there was some good redemption right, right, stuff right. too at the end. Yeah. But uh, I think that, that that moment was like so powerful for me that like, man, you cannot let your circumstance change who you are and who you were created to be. That's right. And that's what leaders do. Right. And that's that's the key of walking in who you are, because someone's always watching. And it's not fair to you being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Right. There's always someone watching. Yeah. Right. And of course, we don't do it for people, but we do it that God would be glorified. And from that, people get blessed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Another thing, like when you're in that moment, it's like so hard. And so you're wondering, like, Lord, why is this happening? Yes. You know, yeah. At the yeah. time, I felt like it was unfair. I didn't feel like it was. Mm-hmm. I deserved it, and all this kind of stuff. But now, like, looking back, looking back on it, being two years removed, it's like I'm so thankful for that moment. Yeah. Because it refined me as a person, mm. and it's allowed me to go into different situations with a different perspective, mm-hmm. and. It, I wouldn't be where I am today if that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So being thankful in those moments of trials and those moments of, Lord, why? Yes, yes. Knowing that God's not up there going, I cannot believe that happened to you. Right, right. Like he's surprised. <laughs> really? I, can, I, right. can, I, I cannot believe that. God's like, no, this is all part of the plan. Yes. I'm yes. directing. It's going to take you to where I need you to be. Yes. And that's the thing about God, right? Getting in you mighty man of valor. This brother yeah. hiding out. Right. Why? Because God sees in us what we don't see. For sure. So when situations come, we as believers, as men, as leaders, we have to see them as opportunities. Yeah. Right? So that adversity gave you an opportunity, which made you a better quarterback. Right. Overall, yeah. and that's really the goal. Like, we're being formed into this image, and sometimes that image forming process be it hurts, right? Yeah. Like, change your attitude, fix it in this situation. Like, change your outlook, your perspective. Right. Like, God is seeing the version of you that you don't, mm-hmm. but we have to endure the process of getting to that version. Yeah. And the crazy part is, as you know, we won't even be that full image until we see Him right. or we go to be with Him. Yeah. So guess what? It's going to be work. Right. It's going to be work. That is exactly right. And that's why when we talk about patience being love that perseveres, that's why that is at the heart of defining what patience really is, because it's that willingness to keep pressing on even when things are difficult and realizing that God is using this moment to stretch me, to help me become more like him, to grow in my character and in my relationship with Jesus. Um, I will tell you this today, God, God doesn't waste those moments in your life. 
If you're enduring a difficult moment, going through a storm, you don't understand what it is that you're facing, I just want to encourage you today to continue trusting, to keep persevering, because God is right there. He's not surprised by what you're dealing with, and he's using this to help you grow. I think when it comes to persevering, there's this realization in patience that, that patience honors God's sovereignty. Nothing that I'm facing surprises him. He's in it. He's going to use it for your good. You've got to trust in that. I think patience, it, it submits to God's will. Even though you're enduring a difficult situation that you really are not enjoying and you'd prefer not to, it's the, realizing, it's the realization that I am going to submit to God's will in this time, and I'm, I'm going to surrender this to him and let the situation help me grow. And then finally, there's the realization that patience, it confesses God's faithfulness. It's that reality that I can trust in God's promise for my life. I can still experience peace in any situation because God is with me. And because I know that, because I can trust in his promises, because I know that I have love and joy and peace because of who he is and what he's doing in my life, I can have patience. I can persevere in any situation because I know that he is with me. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. He is right there. And so I just encourage you to think about that in terms of Colossians 3 as it continues on. It says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Man, that's difficult. I mean, you're already enduring difficult situations. You're, you're trusting God during the times of adversity. I would contend today that you've also got to be patient when you're dealing with anger. When people test your patience and try you, you have to remember, I am called to love the way that God loves. I am called to forgive the way that he forgives and I can't allow anger to consume me. I've got to be patient. I love what it says in Proverbs 14. It says, slowness to anger makes for deep understanding. A quick-tempered person stockpiles stupidity. I love that. I don't want to be a person who stockpiles stupidity. No, I want to stay focused on Jesus, who he is, the love that he has for me, and love others the way that he has shown love to me. I think another way to look at that is found in Ephesians 4. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Don't be overcome by your anger. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold in your life. I think those are the things that we see in anger that are cautionary for us. We can't allow ourselves to be consumed by our anger, and that only happens if I don't put into practice this fruit of the Spirit, patience, if I don't persevere, if I don't stay focused on who God is, the fact that I can put my trust in his promises and, and, and lay all of these things at his feet, that's how I can take the steps that he's calling me to take to help me become more like him and to keep on growing. I think in conclusion, Colossians 3 finishes by saying, remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. He has been patient with you. You have tested his patience, just like other people test your patience. He's been patient with you, and he has forgiven you. So what a powerful concept that is. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. He writes, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. I think this is the realization that I've got to be patient in my actions how I treat other people in my life, the realization that God loves me, I need to love others with that same kind of love that he has shown me. God has forgiven me, I'm going to forgive others the way that God has forgiven me. God has been patient with me, and so I'm going to be patient 
with the people that are trying my patience as well. Those are the fruits of the Spirit in our life manifesting themselves. Those are the characteristics of God pouring out of our lives and shining a light on Jesus, who he is, and pointing people toward him. And so I just want to ask you today this closing question. In what situation in your life do you need to be more patient? I challenge you today. Love the way that God loves. Forgive the way that God forgives. Be patient with others the way that God has been patient with you. Jesus, you are good. And we just ask today that you would help us to put our trust in you as we endure the difficult times in life, as we face adversity, as we try to not be overcome by anger, as, as we try to act out in the same way that, that you have shown favor and, and acted toward us. God, may we love with the same love that you've shown us. May we forgive the way you have forgiven us. God, help us to be patient with others the way you've shown patience for us. We love you and we praise you today. And we pray this in your name. Amen.